Empower Radio presents Art as Worship with Vanessa Lowry. Welcome to Art as Worship. Each week we feature stories of artists and explore their process of creation. I'm your host, Vanessa Lowry, and I'm thankful that you're joining me. On this show, I talk with artists of various faiths, working in a wide range of mediums, on the common theme of how they use inspiration and creativity as an expression of their spirituality. Learn how their art is an expression of their own connection to however they name God, Jehovah, Allah, Source, the Universe, the Great Mystery, or something else. My hope is that these stories will inspire your creative efforts and your own spiritual expression. My guest today is Jessica Holland. Jessica is the co-founder and executive director of C4 Atlanta, an arts nonprofit that helps artists with the business of being creative. Before joining the world of nonprofit arts administration, Jessica was an independent actor performing in Greater Atlanta. Jessica participated in the Bank of America Neighborhood Excellence Initiative in 2007, the Leadership Program, and 2011 Art Leaders of Metro Atlanta, and was the 2011 Judith O'Connor Scholar Board Source. She has been on arts panels for Georgia Forward, Gather Atlanta, and the Association of Performing Arts Service Organizations. Jessica earned her B.A. in theater in 2000 from the University of West Georgia and Masters of Library Media in 2009 from Georgia State University. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you. It's great to be here, Vanessa. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. It's so nice to have you here. And you know, I know you started out as a performing artist, a Mm -hmm. performing actor. So how did you get interested in that kind of art? Well, um, I grew up in a family of uh, five kids, so uh, we all had uh, various interests. There was the athletic one, uh, the one that was uh, the smart guy, um, and then there was me. And um, I think my mom was always searching for something for the kids to do. Um, I don't know if maybe she just wanted to get us out of the house or <laughs> <laughs> or help us discover our own paths, but... Um, my mom enrolled uh, my brothers and I in an improv class, and I just fell in love with performing. Uh, it was so much fun, and um, I, I, I've been doing it since uh, age seven. Oh, that's awesome. So do you still perform improv now? It's been a little while. Uh, I was performing uh, up until a little over a year ago over at Relapse Theater in Midtown with an improv group. But uh, my other day job, so to speak, uh, has kind of taken over. Right. Well, and I know that in your bio, we talked about that now you've kind of moved into the arts administration and you've Mm -hmm. co-founded this nonprofit. Can you tell us a little bit about C4 in Atlanta and what you all do with artists? Sure. Um, We started the organization and I say we, my partner, Joe Winter and I, uh, we are the co-founders. We started in 2010 um, after being laid off. Um, And uh, one of the things that we saw a lot um, working together at a previous organization that had a, a similar mission but executed a little bit differently is that artists were not receiving um, proper business training. And with the crash uh, of the economy starting around 2008, we saw this sort of uptick in self-employment, um, and mainly because a lot of people were just getting laid off, and they couldn't get jobs, and they needed a, a way to start a new career. And we we thought, well... If this is happening all across the United States, then what does this mean for artists? Because there's other business training out there for these other people from under other industries, right. but it's not available in Atlanta. So we just started talking to a lot of people. We did Skype interviews. We did per, uh, person-to-person interviews, phone interviews, and uh, we came up with C4 Atlanta, 
And um, the concept behind it is to provide training in entrepreneurship while also honoring the creative side of the artist. So how do you find that that being the founder of a nonprofit, um, d- does it tap into the same part of your creative brain as when you're performing or is it a separate kind of thing? No, it, it actually can be very creative. Um, and that's the one thing that we always mention to our artists when we're talking about business planning is that it actually taps into that latent part of the brain uh, that you haven't explored before and, and sparks creativity that you didn't think was there. Um, it challenges you um, and uh, it, it makes you think about your life in terms of a mission. You know, what, what gets you out of bed every day and what drives you? Well, and on this show, we talk to artists about how their art um, is an expression of their spirituality. So I don't know if you want to, I don't know if you want to segment that into your performing art or if you want to do that from your, your business creative part, but how does your spirituality find expression in your art or in this business of working with artists? Well, I mean, it, it, it does in both, you know, I mean, even though I, I'm not performing right now, I'm still doing uh, creative work all the time just for me. And, and I think sometimes it's, it's very akin to, you know, meditating or just uh, thinking about, you know, thinking about God or thinking about nothing <laughs> and just allowing yourself to be. And, and I do have to take those moments um, day to day in my regular job. I mean, there are some moral principles that I think come from a lot of different religions that my colleague and I use, you know, and he's actually, um, he's actually Jewish and I'm a Christian, but we, um, have a lot of common ground in terms of the things that we like to uh, bring to our business. You know, are we being fiscally responsible? Are we saving and are we, uh, giving back to community that we really care about? And I think that those are principles that go across many faiths. I agree. I think that you do find a lot of those same principles across. So that's interesting that you all are able to bring these two faiths together in this one organization that supports artists that I'm sure have other faiths represented as well. Many, many different. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So can you share a story about how creating your art has expanded your awareness of God? You know, um, I have a lot of experiences in my life, both artistically and both just personally that have, um, awakened me to, uh, to the presence of God. Um, but one experience in particular uh, really stands out uh, with me, and, and it will continue to do so, I think, for the rest of my life. And, um, and when I wasn't in the process of really creating, it was a singing moment. And I'm not a singer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was, uh, I was 17, and um, I actually was with a, a youth group, and we went to Chicago on, it was, it was kind of an inner city mission swap. And so we, we did different things, like we went to a food depository, we went to a, um, you know, a, a, a nursery school that was for children um, uh, from, you know, where they, they may have been victims of domestic abuse. And then there was one moment or one day where we went to a prison. And uh, long story short, at the end of this visit, I was standing there, 17, holding hands with these very tall, very big men <laughs> in a circle, and we were singing. And it just, it was something so moving about it. I think a couple of, of friends and I, we just started crying. And I think if you think about feeling the presence of God, it was definitely there in that room. And it wasn't a church building. It was a, a prison 
uh, auditorium. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's pretty powerful that you are able to tap into that wherever you are. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it definitely makes you think about that, uh, you know, God isn't just in a building. Right. You know, um, that uh, the presence of God can be in your car. It can be in your in your bedroom when you're thinking alone. It, it can he can be everywhere. So when you're getting ready to create art or when you're getting ready to do something with business, do you have any kind of a process that you use to kind of tap into that creative energy or that divine flow? Uh, you know, it, it, it's hard to just articulate like that. Um, but it, I think, again, going back to mission and purpose and, and what is, what is that test every single day that you, um, that you put yourself against, you know, uh, what is that mission? And, and I think it's, that's important in business. That's important in the artistic um, uh, process. And if that mission includes, you know, tapping into spirituality or if it includes following a religion, then, then th- that's something that is important to an individual artist. And I think like once you stray off mission, that's where you get those issues of selling out. You know, we always hear that in the artistic community, like an artist is sold out. But I think if you stay true to a mission, if you stay true to a vision and a core set of values that are defined by you uh, and your personal relationship with uh, with a, you know, uh, a greater spirit, then you're not going to sell out. So I know that you all do a lot of very specific programs for artists through C4 Atlanta, and you've got one that's going to be starting um, in January called Ignite. Yes. Can you describe a little bit more about what's involved in that program and what artists are going to learn that go through that program? Sure. Um, Ignite is an eight-week uh, entrepreneurship training program, and essentially what we do is we, um, over eight weeks, we break down the business plan. <laughs> um, and, uh, and what I mean by business plan is we really look at, um, we do look at, you know, what is your mission and vision? Um, what does uh, your market look like? What does the industry look like? Um, and how do you reach the goal of earning a living creating art? Um, without feeling like you're selling out, you know, your value system. So each week we take a different part of that business plan and we break it down, but we really start with where are you now and where do you want to be and how do you do goal setting? Well, and I know you all have uh, some great videos on your website. And one of the videos, you have a lot of different artists that are talking. And one of the gentlemen says, um, you know, I went to art school and they taught me all kinds of things about creating my art, but they didn't teach me anything about how to make a living from creating my art. Yeah, and, and that's a common theme that we run into. Um, I mean, even people with terminal degrees, uh, you know, we've have we've had a lot of um, uh, participants that have come through Ignite that are mid-career professionals. I mean, these aren't uh, folks that are right out of school that are are, are new to the art world. Um, and even in my own experience, I, I had a, a great time in college. I learned a lot of theory, and I think that it was appropriate. But when I got out on my own uh, and and trying to earn trying to earn a living out of uh, performing, I didn't know really where to start on the business end of it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't think about goals in terms of you know financial goals, how much I wanted to make, and how to even create a budget to get there. Um, and that's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to take the place of uh, of a of a university education or um, or even try to teach artists how to do art. We're really just teaching artists the vocabulary that empowers them to make a living doing art. So if you have artists that are just starting as as opposed to artists that have been doing their art for a while, 
are they all able to go through the programs at the same time or do you split them up into separate sections? You know, I, I just I believe that they should um, do the classes at the same time because there's so much that they learn from one another. Um, you have artists who've been doing things um, the same way for a long time, and they get a uh, a breath of fresh air by uh, by learning from somebody who is exploring different types of um, either art or ways to present art. Uh, and for the younger folks, um, they get to they get that kind of that knowledge that sort of been there, done that. And this is sort of the tried and true practices that really never change, you know, good customer service. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's important, I think, to, to have those classes where you have, um, you know, different generations coming together in in a multidiscipline setting. It's really amazing to see all those folks. And I I know you also, um, it looked like from the videos that you work with artists that work in a lot of different mediums Mm -hmm. too. So are they all working together figuring out their business plans at the same time, even if one's a painter and one's a sculptor and one's a performing artist? Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that is very helpful is sometimes uh, being able to look at art outside of what it is that you're doing. So, for example, if I'm a, a visual artist and I'm and I'm looking at a performing artist and seeing what works for them or what doesn't work, I might be able to synthesize that to my own work. And uh, in, in even on a, a higher level, we've had artists of different disciplines um, after leaving the class go and collaborate on projects together, and and that's that's really amazing to see to see a community come together like that. Well, and I know C4 Atlanta is a fairly young nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So, how many artists have gone through your courses at, to this point? Uh, it'll be close to a hundred now. Um, we we started out piloting the program, and so we took some time really just offering it back to back. And now we're on a regular schedule where we're pretty much offering Ignite every other month. Um, and then we were able to offer through a um, through donations from individuals and um, and through the City of Atlanta Office of Cultural Affairs twenty scholarships in twenty thirteen. Um, for artists. So 20 of those artists will have full paid scholarships. Oh, that's wonderful. So with this class that's just starting, when do people need to sign up to start it? And when does the class actually start? Uh, The class actually starts uh, January 9th. So you can sign up up to the day. We have a few slots available and then we'll be doing another class again in March. Um, So if they miss this shot, then the registration for March is already up online and they can just go to seafortlanta.org and sign up right there. Excellent. Excellent. So I know that as any kind of a small business owner, whether they're an artist or whether they are running a nonprofit or whether you've got a different kind of business, there's always lots of ideas and there's lots of ideas that come in. So I'm curious how your ideas come to you and then how do you decide which ideas you're going to pursue? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, I have the, I have the creative mind too. So ideas come, um, all the time. Um, and sometimes that's a problem. Uh, they can come in the middle of the night, uh, and I just have to jot them down and think about it. You know, we have something that we, we talk about in Ignite where we, we talk about a parking lot and, you know, take some of those ideas and put them in a parking lot. Don't get rid of them. Just write them down and let them go for right now uh, if so you don't get overwhelmed. But a lot of the ideas that we use for C4 Atlanta really come from the participants as well. I mean, we do surveys, we get feedback. Every single class has an exit survey, and we really read through those, every single comment, every single remark, and we um, we put that back into our programming. And, and they've helped us uh, really make a, um, a stronger organization by listening. So what are, can you give us an example of maybe a couple of the ideas that have come from participants that you've been able to incorporate? 
Yeah, I mean, when we first started uh, Ignite, for example, it was a six-week course, and we crammed a lot into six weeks. And a lot of the artists um, in an exit survey said, please make it longer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we, uh, starting in June of 2012, we actually expanded it to an eight-week course. And uh, one of the reasons they wanted it longer so they could have more peer-to-peer time uh, and, and instead of just lecture. Um, and so we built in in every single class an hour of just reviewing and getting feedback and, and discussion. And that's been very helpful. And with those classes, do people, are, are they face-to-face classes or, or do you have an option for people that are in other parts of the country that would want to go through the course to do it remotely? We do it face to face and, um, you know, I've done, I've done online training, I've done webinars and, and they're all, they're all great and I've learned a lot from them. But this particular class is a certain amount of trust that we like to build within the community. And I think it's easier to do that sitting around a table together and kind of, um, rolling up our sleeves and getting our hands dirty one, you know, face to face. We have other classes throughout the year, um, tech smarts and, and other courses that are free, um, and we record those and put them up online so anybody can access them. Um, but for a lot of our classes, we do like the, the face-to-face instruction. So if somebody's a member of C4 Atlanta, then they could access the things that you've got archived? Actually, anybody can. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, we put them up on our blog. And uh, and then, you know, for example, again, TechSmarts, which is a bi-monthly meetup um, about technology and the arts, we keep that on uh, a page on our website. And so if you went to the TechSmarts um, page, you would actually be able to pull up presentations and audio from past um, from past events. Well, and I know that you all do have a membership that mm-hmm. people can join. What kind of things do um, people get if they decide to join as a member of C4 Atlanta? Um, a lot of it is, uh, you know, they get discounts. Um, we try to get it where, you know, if you if you pay, it's $40 a month to join. I mean, excuse me, $40 a year for a basic membership. And uh, if you pay that, then you you can pretty much earn that back in a couple of classes. Uh, another reason that people join is we do have a, a, a partnership with um, with an insurance carrier, and uh, that particular program offers subsidized insurance for up to 24 month, months for members who complete certain um, workforce development classes within C4. So a lot of people will join so they can take the classes, get the workforce um, training, and then also um, have access if they're income eligible to subsidize health insurance. Which makes a big difference. It's very expensive for someone on their own to get insurance. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of artists are self-employed. And so we know the challenges that self-employed um, uh, people in America face with getting health care. So kind of circling back to the theme of our show, I'm curious how your art has affected your spiritual evolution or how your spiritual evolution has affected your art. You know, I think it it goes, it's a two-way street. (laughs) Um, I I think that um, one of the things that uh, in, in my art, and again, going back to the day-to-day that it challenges me to do, and, and this is something that my husband and I talk about with our children, is, you know, be an example, be an example for people, you know, and um, and that's, I have to check myself sometimes <laughs> on that. Um, so, you know, I try to, I try as much as possible to not just teach about certain practices, but also live them as well. And, um, and that goes for, you know, my children, it goes for the participants in our classes. Um, on an artistic level, I think that, um, 
I think that sometimes um, the, the the art part of it for me is it's like it, it's therapeutic, you know. And I think that again, it's it's being able to tap into something that's greater than you, and uh, and taking those moments um, away from the day to day. And I think that's how the the creativity part of it affects my my regular job life. So I'm curious with your you'd mentioned that you have children. Mm-hmm. Um, are your children interested in the arts? Yeah, they are. And you know, it's funny we we didn't try to um, push them in that direction. But I think when you're teaching in the arts, sometimes they just they follow you to classes or they end up with you, uh, and and they get it through. I don't know osmosis that might not be the right one but uh um but my oldest daughter is a freshman at DeKalb School of the Arts um and so she's interested in creative writing and my youngest daughter is always actively involved in school plays and creating and of course they go to very creative schools both of them do and and they love the arts you know and they'll have the advantage of having a mom that can help them put together business plans if they decide to do that as a career. <laughs> they could probably uh, put one together for themselves. They're pretty bright girls. I may have a lot to learn from them. <laughs> <laughs> well, the nice thing, like you were mentioning earlier, we can all learn from every generation and from all the different disciplines. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I heard um, a quote from Steve Jobs once where he was talking about uh, learning from other industries and learning, you know, the more dots you have, the more you can connect the dots. And so learning from other industries, you can kind of take things that they're doing and, and translate it over into your industry as well, yeah. which is what you were commenting on. Right, absolutely. Being able to synthesize that information is important. And um, it's one of those pieces of higher learning that um, sometimes can be hard to tap into. But if you open yourself up to it, you can um, really expand your horizons. Absolutely. Well, tell our listeners how they can find out more about C4 Atlanta and, and tap into some of the archives you all have available as well as the classes sure um the best place to start is uh, look us up online we have um a a great website that we just relaunched uh c4atlanta.org.org um and that's the the letter c and the number four good letter c number four atlanta.org uh and you can also uh find us on facebook uh you can do a search for c4 atlanta um like us on facebook you can follow us on twitter uh, and we also are on LinkedIn and, uh, and we have a blog as well that's on our site. Well, and I know you all have some support from different organizations in Atlanta and statewide. Um, do you have any tips for artists if they wanted to try to get a grant or if they're trying to get um, sponsorships or that kind of thing? Do you have any suggestions for them? Um, you know, it, there's a great resource that we have in Atlanta called the Foundation Center. And it's great for individuals and it's great for small to large arts organizations. And, um, and that's where we send people right away. It's where you can do some grant research, um, look for things like corporate sponsorships. And it's free if you go to the foundation center. You just walk right in and that's located downtown at, um, in the Hurt Building. Um, other than that, it's, you know, it's, it's really figuring out what is your mission? What is it that you're, you're doing and how does that tie into other grants and other sponsorship opportunities and just keep trying. It it does take a while. You got to keep writing. You got to keep trying. You got to keep creating. And so if someone went down to that, uh, to the foundation and wanted to research, are there some folks there that can point them in the right direction for 
a particular type of art that they create or a particular type of grant that they might be looking for? Yeah, they have a they have a great staff at the Foundation Center. We've um, we love them there, and uh, they offer free classes that also help. Um, artist or, or any individual navigate their database of grants. Excellent. So I'm curious what the most unusual types of artists that you've been working with, um, either through the nonprofit or before that? Um, well, uh, through Ignite, we've had circus performers uh, take the class. We've had belly dancers. Um, we've had uh, artists that do, um, we've had artists that have done huge commissions. We've had blacksmiths. I mean, it, you know, we're, it's not just the traditional painter or our fine artists that you might think of when, when you, when you speak the word artist. Um, for me personally, working with improvisers is always uh, a great, um, a joy. Um, there's some of the most interesting and, and in my opinion, some of the most uh, talented people that I know. So, um, yeah, we work with a, well, a wealth of people, and it, it's always amazing to me, the people who come through our classes and, and their backgrounds. So any artist that's in the Atlanta area that thinks they might need a little help getting their business a little further along should should reach out and connect with C4 Atlanta. Absolutely. I, it, it's a community that we're building, and, and we'd love for uh, any artist of any discipline to be a part of that community. The more, the merrier. And you never know when you might get a circus performer and a blacksmith artist to collaborate together on something. That would be totally awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jessica, thank you so much for being here. Is there any last thing that you'd like to tell our listeners about how to get their own creativity out of them or connect it to their spiritual expression? I think do it every day. You know, take time for yourself. Um, uh, don't become a workaholic, but work every day and, and take those moments and cherish them that you have to either uh, meditate, think about uh, a, a greater, uh, think about the greater good or just, um, or just write a poem and uh, let it inspire you. So tell our listeners one more time how they can get in touch with C4 Atlanta. Uh, you can um, you can email us. Uh, I always respond to email quickly, and that's actionteam at c4atlanta.org if you want more information, or visit our website at c4atlanta.org. That's the letter C, number 4, atlanta.org. Excellent. And then with the blog post that you all do, how often do you update that with new information? <laughs> we try to do it. I know as that's much always a challenge for yeah. everybody. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, we try to post at least once a week. We do have a lot of guest bloggers as well, um, people that are writing about different things. Um, but another way to get, if you want to get our blogs all at one time, you can sign up for our newsletter, and we do an RSS feed from our blogs to the newsletter. So it's like getting a digest once a month. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. It really has been interesting. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Sure. And thank you to our listeners. I welcome your suggestions or comments on this or any of our shows. You can find links to all of our shows on Empower Radio and on our website, artasworship.net. Please come share your stories of Art as Worship on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash art as worship. Listen in next week as we talk with another artist about their creative process and how it connects with their spiritual journey. May you have an inspired and creative week. Namaste. Namaste.